Welcome everybody back to the Rish Chodesh project. I want to give a special Yasha Koyach to Yisrael for enabling this all to happen. Thank you, to do many, many more good things for Kala Yisrael. Um, <clears throat> so it's a special Rish Chodesh, a special day, a special Rish Chodesh, Rish Chodesh Adar. We know the famous Gemara. When Adar comes, it's a time of riboy, more simcha, to feel joy, to feel happiness. So perhaps with Hashem's help, if we could try to touch a little bit upon the, the Nakuda, the special point of what Adar is in general, and to be able to feel, in a certain way, how that relates to us also with this extra special, unique simcha that we feel in Adar, that Klal Yisrael expresses throughout Adar. So perhaps, to begin, Rashi says that the Pshat in Mishanichnas Adar Marbim B'Simcha is based on the fact that it's Yomim, days of Geula for Yisrael. You may Adar v'Nisan, Adar and the forthcoming Nisan miyad miyad acharei right after following, that are those two months are the days of Geula Nisim and Geula for Kalal Yisrael, days of salvation where we saw miraculous salvation. So it's not only Adar, so to say, itself that's the time of Mishanichnas Adar Mar Besimcha, but it's Adar which is really the beginning of a new time in the year, a new period in the year, a, a period of tremendous Geula, Yeshua, Nisim, Yisrael, times of miraculous salvation. So perhaps to use this as a starting point, we all know there's a famous concept, a difference, a critical, essential difference between the Nisim of Pesach, of Nisan, and the Nisim of Adon, the Nisim of the Purim story. Nisan, the, the month of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, was a time where HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealed that the Derech HaTeva does not limit him, so to say. He created the Teva, and he's at every given moment still the Bailam on the Teva, and he can change it as he desires. Teva does not lack HaKadosh Baruch Hu in. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ability to do with the world what he wants in any way is unlimited. The Nase of Yetzirah Mitzrayim, the Ten Makos, Dam, Tzvadeh, Akinim, Orev, and so on, were Nisim of Shinui within the Teva. Kodesh Baruch Hu took the Teva and said, it's my toy, I'm playing with it. Like in the different possible, um, you know, the, the different elements of Emunah, number one is recognizing, appreciating that Hashem created the world. And the second is that the world is still at any moment, every aspect and every law of physics and biology and chemistry, it's all within Hashem's hands and it's, he could change it at any given moment. It's not like he set it in stone and now it just is on its own, independent from him. So the Nisim of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim and following with Kriyas Yamsuf, where Hashem split open the Yam, were Nisim where Hashem showed that the Derech is Nisim Gluyim, revealed Nisim. We know, we understand, the Nisim of the Purim story were almost like 180 degrees, exactly the opposite. The Nisim of Purim were Nisim within Derech No one specific thing happened in the Purim story that was miraculous, like against against every bit of Derech HaTeva, the way we understand it. No. Achashverus got drunk. Vashti didn't want to listen to him. He got insulted. In his drunk state, he had her killed. 
Haman was trying to get, you know, uh, wiggle his way into the upper, you know, power of, of Persia. And Mamela, he wanted his daughter and he recommended Vashti to be killed and so on and so forth. And all the different pieces of the story, until like everything ends up playing out that morning where Haman Arusha comes and instead of him getting the permission from Ahasuerus like he wanted to hang Mordechai on the tree, he ends up himself. It's just what we call a miraculous coming together of many different coincidences, shall we say. But it was all within Darachateva. Nothing happened that in its own was... And that's the message of the Nais of Purim. There's a famous Ramban at the end of Parshas Vay, which is a very, very famous Ramban, and also a huge... Um, life Yesoid, maybe in certain ways one of the most important Rambans. I don't know, Lo Shani Ben Adam Aval, a huge, very important Ramban. The Ramban points out we see throughout the course of the Torah a huge dogesh, a huge emphasis is placed on remembering the Nisim of Yitzis Mitzrayim, Pesach, and all the Nisim, Chometz, Carbon Pesach, so many Nisim that revolve around Tfilin, Tzitzis, Shabbos, Eichel Yitzis Mitzrayim, so many mitzvahs we have. Constant every single day, Yom Velayla, twice a day we have to remember Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. It's a, a, a powerful foundational element in our Yiddishkeit. And the Ramban over there goes on to explain that the story of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim gave over to us the Yisoides of our Emuna. We see, number one, that the world is not a Kadmine, the world doesn't just exist always, Didn't it's not just happens to be but there was a creator that created it. We see that the one that created it is involved. He sees what's going on. It's really going through the course of the 13 Animamins, the basic steps of the 13 Animamins. We see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who created this world, is Yodea Komaisi B'neod The Ten Makas, as the Medrash says, and other Swarim explain, were all Midah Keneged Midah. The Mitzrayim got punished back exactly tit for tat. HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw Vayichad Yitzrael kol ha-toiv HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw what they did to us and he paid them back. Mido kineged mido exactly for what they did to us. So in the story of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu is hashkocha he's watching over us he sees what we do and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's involvement Ba'achre kem yeitzu b'chush gadol kavyochol both the, the physical payment and the psychological feeling like uplifted by getting paid back for what you, you, you did for all the years for Mitzrayim. And Mitzrayim gets punished. by Mitzrayim gets back total destroyed, broken the Egyptian society. And we see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu got involved. And obviously the lesson for us was to learn that. Had we understood that and came to recognize that on our own, we would not have needed the whole story of the Golos and the ensuing Geula to help us see this clearly. But Al-Kopanim in the story of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim was this Gilui of all the Yisoides of our Emunah. We see that HaKadosh Baruch who created the world, he's still running it, like we mentioned earlier, one of the Ta'usim of, you know, Oiv Dei in a certain way, that HaKadosh Baruch created forces, now those forces exist independently of his control, and they, it, it, things happen, just can what those forces are. Chas V'Sholem, Yisachar Pid Oiv Sheker. But Al-Kopanim revealed to us this truth, that Hashem sees what's going on, and He's involved, and so on and so forth. The cycle of history since then has been a repeated um, expression of this. And then the Ramban says this very 
important idea. The Ramban says, hanisim hagluyim From through, from these extraordinary, revealed, open miracles, where we see Hashem's interve- intervention in human history, and in taking the Teva of the world and switching it to use it for his purposes, a person comes to realize, to be makir, and to recognize the nisim nistarim, the hidden miracles, the constant, ongoing presence of Hashem Yisbarach in our lives. Not through changing Derech HaTeva. Within the Derech HaTeva. We get to appreciate and see and feel and experience and recognize everything that's happening in our life, the little things. You made the bus. You missed the bus. The business deal went through. The business deal didn't go through. You had a good lunch in yeshiva today or the lunch got burnt or whatever it was or you came late and there was nothing left for you because your Rebbe wanted to talk to you for two minutes. We can't begin to realize and see and recognize that everything is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's interaction with us. Hashem Yisbarach is responding to us. It's a relationship with Him. And when we learn to open our eyes and to see and to feel the presence of Hashem Yisbarach in our life, all our life, our whole day, begins to become part of our interaction with Him and a relationship with Him. It's interesting because when you ask this question as a question, people have different um, ways they look at it offhand, but when you think about it and talk about it, when a person lives more according to the will of Hashem, a person is kinder to others. A person is positive. He doesn't speak Lashon Hara. Not just doesn't speak Lashon Hara, but he's he doesn't have those thoughts and feelings. He works on himself to see the good of, in others, to be understanding of other people's shortcomings and failures and mistakes. When a person is more truthful and honest with himself and with the people around him, HaKadosh Baruch Hu interacts with us. Some people say, no, Mechtesi, but the whole Sefer Tvarim, we say it every day in Davening. HaKadosh Baruch will shower us with blessing. HaKadosh Baruch says you're going to have bracha. Everything is going to be blessed. Everything. The more we go in the ways of Hashem, the more we emulate Hashem, the more we express Hashem's goodness, the goodness of our own penimius, of our own neshama, the more we bring bracha, blessing, and good to our life. Learning to see that, and the vice versa is also true. Obviously, there is some level where this is nistar in the Bria, because sometimes there is a tzaddik virali and a rasha v'toivloi, which has many different facets and aspects. But al-kopanim, in a general sense, each one of us individually needs to learn to see this in our life. The gooder I become, I know that's not proper English, the gooder I become, the gooder my life will be. The better, the more I make myself the good person that Hashem Yisbarach wants us to be and needs us to be, the more I bring bracha to my life, to the life of those around me, and so on and so forth. This, in a certain way, is part of the secret of Adar and Nisan. We know that in the 12 months of the year, we mentioned other times, the months in the Torah don't have names. They have numbers. And the first month of the year, the leader of the months, where the cycle of counting the 12 months begins, is in Nisan. Nisan is the, like this is the beginning. 
Every month is new, and Nisan is the new of all the new. Chodesh, his chachos. And that's why this year, Baruch Hashem was Zoycha, Tzachos Tava Ibriyar. The 13th month is the Ma'achid, much more powerful, intense. Ruchni is the Kokoyach in the year Bechlal, Adobez Befrat, where it's the unity of all the 12 together, the number Echod, one which is 13. And Nisan is the Rosh Chodashim. Nisan is the beginning. Nisan has to come out in the springtime. That's the idea of the Ibriyar, to keep the cycle of the 12 lunar months in sync with the 365 and a quarter days of the cycle of the solar year, where the earth makes a revolution around the sun that defines the seasons for us. And Nisan is the time of his chachas, springtime, when the trees are blooming, all the birds are building their nests, and the sheep are giving birth to their lambs, and the cows to their calves, and so on and so forth. It's a time of fresh Every the mountains are cloaked in all the beauty. The the wildflowers are are bursting forth with color. The trees are beginning to put out their flowers, the blooms to produce new a new crop of fruit and so on. So Nisan is the month of Hischachos, the beginning of it all. We mentioned earlier that every single one of the twelve months of the year has a specific tzirafavaya, a combination of the four letters of Hashem Yisbarach's name that represent and give the spiritual power of that month. There's one out of the 12 months that has the four letters of Hashem Yisbarach's name, the Shem Avaya, exactly Kitsurosan, Kavyosan, Yud, K, Vav, K. That month is the month of Nisan. It's the king of all the months. Kiyodua, the Svarim HaKadosh, bring down, there's a minik many people have. The first 12 days of the month of Nisan, they, they lay the Karbanos of the Nesim that brought Nesim for the Chanukas, that brought Karbanos for the Chanukas HaMishkan. And those first 12 days, really, the first 12 days of Nisan represent really all the 12 months of the year. The first day of the first of Nisan represents Chodesh Nisan. The second day, Ir, the third day, Sivan, and so on and so forth. And each one of the Shvatim that brought a Karban on that day corresponded also to that month of the year. Hakopanim Nisan is the month we have the Yudke Vavke Kitsurasa in its perfect expression, because that's the most complete, open expression of Hashem Yisbarch as King of the World. The, the month of the year where Pesach took place, the month that corresponds to this Giloi, to this open revelation, to the Malchus of Hashem, was the month of Nisan, the month of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, where Hashem changed the whole Derech HaTeva to show that He's still in control. It's the month that corresponds to the Malchus of Hashem, and therefore, it's the month that corresponds to Shevet Yehuda, who is the Melech of the Shvatim, La Yasser Shevet Mi Yehuda. That's the month of the Malchus. The Gilui, Hashem is the boss. Hashem is the king. The year is a cycle. If Chaydesh Nisan is the Chaydesh Harishain, the first month of the 12, so as we go through the year and we come, we draw to a conclusion of the cycle of 12 months of a year, 12 different expressions of interaction of HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the world, 12 different ways of us tapping into and bringing out our own inner potential. As Yidin, as people, what wraps it all up, the end of, the, the end of it all, the end of the cycle, is the month of Adar, the 12th month. We know Megillah's Esther, Kiyodua, also doesn't just mean the scroll of the person, the woman named Esther, Megillah's Esther represents the revelation of the Nistar, the revelation, Legalot, to reveal. Megillah's Esther, to reveal the hidden. And the power of the month of Adar 
is like the second half of that Ramban. A person has to come to be in the Nisim Hanistarim, to recognize that every moment of our life, Hashem is interacting with us. He's guiding us. Kafi, your Hanhaga, Kafi, your actions, Kafi, your thoughts, Kafi, your bettering yourself. Hashem is giving you bracha, helping you grow more. Chasrashon, the opposite. As a loving father is trying to guide his children and give them the power to create, create goodness for themselves, so to say. So that is the Megillas Esther. At the end of the 12 months, we come back to, through having steigt and through having grown throughout the 12 months of a year, which began last year in Nisan, almost 12 months ago, where we began and we sat down to a Seder and we spoke about the Nisan that we saw in Mitzrayim, the Yisoy, the foundation of our Emunah's Yidin. Now it's, so to say, all coming, coming to, like where it was meant to bring us to the ultimate point. And the Ramban speaks out those words, the famous words, that the whole tachlis that Hashem is no, the ain loy chayfetz betachtoinim, Hashem's will for this world is that we should learn to feel connected to Him. We should see Him in our lives. Not, not when this is only, when there's nisim gluyim, when Hashem is doing a kriyas yamsov. But Adarab, the ultimate goal of the kriyas yamsov is really to bring us to the point where we recognize and realize within all our regular, normal, daily events, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is interacting with us. He's guiding us. I want to share with you, there's really so many endless moments of insight, of recognizing, of seeing Hashem's interaction with us. But I want to share with you one story that happened with me a bunch of years ago. But it was like sort of so clear, sometimes it's hard to think that this was called the Nisim uh, Nistarim, because it was like almost so clear the, 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 the relationship and the correlation between the two halves of the story. But I'll share with you because it's, it's powerful and it's really sort of meant to open our eyes to the things that are much more subtle as well. Many years ago, I, I was uh, going to travel from Harnov to Bayit Vagan to go to Yeshiva. And I was getting a ride. It was a friend of mine that had a car and he offered me a ride when he, he didn't always have his car every day going to Yeshiva. But... Um, once in a while he had a car and he offered to pick me up. So I was getting a ride. We drove to Bayit Vagan. He picked me up in Harnof. Rav Moshe Lieber, Stark, was also in the car with us, sitting in the front next to uh, Rav Yosef. And we were driving to Bayit Vagan. I was sitting in the back seat. I was tired. And I fell fast asleep. Bikitzer, as the car was coming down the road, right around the corner from where I work in the afternoon in Kiryat Noah in Bayit Vagan, all of a sudden, there was a police roadblock. The road takes a sharp curve, and you can't see from further up the road like what's coming up ahead. And there was a police roadblock. Because the police pull them over, and they were just spot-checking cars to make sure everything was in order. And they asked Mr. Werfel, Rav Yosef, for his, um, his uh, license, registration for the car, check it, everything fine. And then the police officer comes to the back. She looks at me, and she says, where's your seatbelt? So I like I just woken up when the car pulled over. I woke up and I was all groggy. I didn't know like what's going on, and I said, um, I, don't, "I don't know." Like right here is my seatbelt. She's like, "No, why are you wearing it?" I was like, "I don't know. I'm sitting in the back." And you know, uh, so no, the law is if you even if you're sitting in the back, you have to wear a seatbelt. You're getting a ticket. And Rabbi um, Shalibur leaned over and said to her, "Like, hey, wait, what's going on? Like, you know, you didn't realize. You didn't know. Like, you know, have Rachmanis on him. You can give, just give him a warning next time." And she said, "Oh, well, not next time. Next time he's going to know not to do it because this time he's getting a ticket." And um, she gave us a ticket. She gave me, I mean, she gave the ticket officially to the driver of the car, but obviously I told uh, Rav Yosef that I'm going to pay the ticket. 
and fine. It's also like five, ten minutes of time waiting in the car while she writes the ticket out. She came back. She gave us a t- ticket for 250 shekel. Not terrible, but a ticket. And um, we continued down the road. We were 500 feet away from Yeshiva. We finished, you know, driving down the, down the road to Yeshiva. We got out, and I was walking in. And I was thinking, like, you know, why did this have to happen? I, I, we're, like, right up the block from Yeshiva. And why couldn't she be nice? Like, come on. I didn't, you know, she could have had a little bit of Rachmanus, really. And I was, like, feeling bothered, you know? Like, like why? Why, Hashem, why did you do this to me? Why? And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't believe it. How could it, like... How could it be? I didn't realize this. I'll tell you what I realized. Three hours before, earlier that very same day, I was walking from one base medrash. I used to learn with a bacher in a high school, a teenage boy in a high school, from like 11 to 12. And at 12 o'clock, I went to um, a different yeshiva and I learned with a chavrusa and a koilal. So at 12 o'clock, I was walking from this high school. I was crossing Katz and Elbog and Street in Hanof, And I was on the way to this um, Beis Medrash, where I learned with my next Chavrusa. And I was crossing the street. Um, I saw a car driving up Katzenelbogen, and all of a sudden he like swerved out of his lane. There was a broken chair sitting in the middle of his lane, in the middle of Katzenelbogen Street in Harnov. And I said, Oyvei, like that's not safe, it's dangerous. So I figured, like I made a tiny detour, I was anyway crossing the street, I went another like 15, 20 feet over to where this broken chair was. I picked up the chair and I was going to take it off the road and throw it in the garbage. And then all of a sudden, I noticed that lying on the floor on the, on the street, right next to this broken chair, was a big piece of cardboard. And on the cardboard, someone had written in big black magic marker letters, Machsom Mishtara Reva Kilometer, Zihirut. Caution, there's a police roadblock a quarter mile, a quarter kilometer up the road. And all of a sudden I realized, oh, that's why the chair was here. This piece of cardboard used to be up against the chair so that anyone driving up the road should be warned there's a police roadblock up the head. Within that, like, split second, I had to make a decision. Either I could put the chair back and take this piece of cardboard, stand it up against next to the chair, so anybody driving up the street will know, caution, there's a police roadblock quarter kilometer up the road. Or I could just take the chair and throw the chair in the garbage and leave the cardboard on the floor. And I remember distinctly thinking, you know, come on, what do you have to warn people there's a roadblock a quarter kilometer up at? If someone's following the law... And everything, he's wearing his seatbelt, so fine, no problem. And if he's not following the law and he gets a ticket, so he deserved it. So like, what do you have to warn people there's a roadblock? And I took the chair and I tossed it in the garbage. And I realized I decided my own fate. That, that was it. Like, could you be Merachim on somebody, somebody just ran out to go down the block to pick his kid up from school, to buy something from the grocery store? I don't know, whatever it was. Or, and he's going to end up with a ticket? Come on. Have Rachmanis. I didn't. And because I didn't, I got a ticket too. I, w- I was like, you, you create your own world that you end up living in. You create it for yourself. So again, this story is fascinating. It's a little bit more blatant. Bolet, because you notice it so strongly, so distinctly. But the message of the story is that really Hashem Yisbaruch is interacting with us all the time through the natural events and sequence of things that take place in our life. And for us to be able to feel the drive, the mission, the goal. The more I live a godly life, the more I go in the ways that Hashem Yisbaruch wants us to. And the Sefer HaChinuch, who wrote for his children, writes consistently again and again throughout the Sefer, and again and again throughout the Sefer, and so many of the mitzvahs, that Hashem wants to give us good. 
But the ultimate good is the good that we created through our actions. And Hashem gave us a world where we live with Bechira, where we choose. And the more we focus on the power of our own actions, that they bring bracha to our lives, they bring good to our lives and to the world around us, the more we have the, the, the motivation to live a meaningful life. Because not just one day in Elam Abba, we believe. It's, it's, it's the energy of the flow of your life on a day-to-day basis. The more you work on improving yourself, you improve the relationships with the people around you. You improve your relationship with the world around you. And that brings bracha and good into your life. This, I believe, in a certain way, is the simcha of the month of Adar. The more we realize we're never alone. Hashem Yisbarach is always here with us. He's interacting with us. The more we learn to be Megala, the Hester, Kiyodua also, the Gemara asked the Mesechtas Megillah, Esther minatoyer minayin, Mordechai minatoyer minayin, Haman minatoyer minayin. But the Gemara says, Esther minatoyer minayin, because it says, V'anoichi hastir, astir panai bayoy mahu. Hashem Yisbarach says, I'm going to hide my face. And that was the story of Megillah's Esther, Hashem was hidden. But the bracha, the beauty of it is, he didn't disappear. He's not gone. He's there watching you. It's just not revealed. And the, the joy, the simcha of learning to live in a way where we don't need open miracles. We don't need nisim gluyim. The more we integrate this reality into our life, to feel that Hashem is constantly with me. Hashem sees and He cares and He's interested and He's interacting with me. He's guiding me to help me grow. The more I feel I'm never alone. Hashem is always here with me. And that was the tremendous joy and simcha of the month of Adar. Is the tremendous joy and simcha of the month of Adar. Adar is related to the mitzvahs hayoyim of Purim, Megillah, Mishta, Matanaslav Yoyinim, the Mishnah is such an interesting, like seemingly so not regular mitzvah that we have or is expressed in any other time of the year. But we know the idea of Nichnas Yayin Yatzasayid. The same way that the month of Adar has the power to reveal Hashem's interaction with us within the world of regular Ki'ilu, regular everyday experiences, Hashem is there with us. Purim also gives us the idea, the ability to tap into Nicholas Yain Yatsasoy to come in touch with the part within me that's hidden a whole year. My true yearning, my true desire that I want to live a life of Kedusha and Torah and goodness and Erlochkeit and kindness and forgiveness and happiness. On Purim, it's Nicholas Yain Yatsasoy, that's Megala the Hester within each every person. The concept of the masks, masechos, like a masach, it's something that's hiding. You don't see what's behind it, but it's there. And Purim is the time where we recognize the whole world is really just a mask, hiding HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence, and we learn to look behind it and to see Hashem. It's also the day, Purim, that we realize that so many of the things we do are external because we want to have a good reputation and we're afraid people are going to not think highly of us. Purim is the day where all that falls away. The Yatza Soyid, for a person to have the ability to come in touch with his own Erlecha. Who am I? What am I meant to do? What was, what was I created to contribute? To feel there's something special, unique about my Neshama, about special opportunities for me that only I could contribute to things that I see in my own unique way. That's the endless, endless, emissary, truthful simcha of the Chagapurim. We should be Zaycha 
through coming to be makir. And I think that's the word in Rashi, when Rashi says that it's Adar and Nisim that are, that Nisan, that are Yamim of Geula and Nisim for Klal Yisrael, Yeshua for Klal Yisrael. As it's going to begin next Nisan, shortly up ahead, we realize and we recognize that the amount that Hashem is going to be Megala to us is a result of the work that we put in to find Him hidden in the darkness. The R at the end of the tunnel is a product of how much you look to find Hashem within the tunnel. And the more we have a powerful Adar, an Adar of realizing Hashem, the whole world is yours, the more that leads to Nisim Gluyim in the following Nisan, where Hashem is Megala Himself to us openly, because we did the work of trying to see Him. I can't take away your Bechira, Hashem can't take away our Bechira, can't reveal Himself to us in such a way if we're not even looking to see Him. But when we try to find Him, then Hashem is, that we're allowing Him, giving Him the space, so to say, Kav Yochel, to be able to reveal Himself to us openly. We should be zeichah that this month of Adar, and again, it's going to be two Adars this year, the power of, of finding Legalei Sehester, to reveal, to find Hashem within the hidden, to recognize Hashem's presence is with us every moment of every day, the endless miracles we live with. Together through that, we should be zeichah that this Nisan, we should be zeichah ben Nisan Nigalu, ben Nisan Asidin L'Goyal, we should see the Or Chodash Al-Tziyah and Toyer, be-Bias Meshir Tzedkeinu, be-Bini Beis HaMikdosh, when the whole world, Kimola Oretz, Deos Hashem, Kamaim Liyam HaChasim, when everyone, everyone will recognize clearly Hashem's rulership and Hashem's kindness and, and justice. Together we should all go to Greet Mashiach. Bim Heirah, Bim Heirah, Amen, Amen, Amen.